This is Culture Trumpet episode 5 and uh, what's well, I don't know, what are they going to talk about today? Um, probably some films. Uh, I do believe they're going to talk about, oh let's overtake this champion. They're going to talk about going to the cinema has changed over the years. They're also going to talk about I'll move out of the way, you absolute jackass! Anyway, roll the credits, it's episode 5! You know, when, when you said that there was a new mobile voiceover service I, I thought that meant they would actually come to us to record it I, I didn't realise it was it was quite so literal Yeah, and a strongly okay. worded letter will be going yes, so let's move on and we approach this regular section with ever increasing dread but <sighs> I understand you have arranged another interview Another one. I mean, last week's was okay, mm. right? There was someone. It was completely frigging pointless because nobody could understand what they were saying. Well, there is that. But, you know, Spotify does have that feature to slow things down and that was, definitely wasn't in our minds when we booked him. No, absolutely. No, no. But Just a happy, happy accident. Happy accident. Yes. So, finally, I say finally because it might be a real person, you don't know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Here with me to talk about his epic tour of the world's classic art deco cinemas is Patrick Duppant. So tell me, what inspired you to begin this incredible journey? Damn. Um, Okay, I guess you must get asked that all the time. Not surprised, you don't want to answer. So, how do you feel the experience of watching a film in an art deco cinema is different than, say, I don't know, one that's in a modernist or a neo-brutalist building, for example? Dan. What? Why are you interrupting me? Just looking, it, it says here that he's French. It's Patrice Dupont. What? C- can you speak French, Dan? <laughs> oh, we oui, oui, mon ami. Right. That's a no, then. Did you check that he can speak English? No. Apologise. I'm sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to ruin this segment again. And apologise to him. I don't speak French. Try. Okay, hang on, hang on then, hang on. Bear with with the modern marvels of the internet. How to say sorry in French. Jesuis desolé. That is quite alright. Do not mention it. There we go. <laughs> Better move on. Better yeah. move on to episode five fully. If we have any French listeners, we don't know. Okay. Quickly Again. moving on. Okay, so what have we been watching, reading, listening to? What's in the news this week? Well, I have been watching the greatest reality TV show in the world. Because it's Mm. back on the television. Mm -hmm. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, but when I'm in a castle, it's definitely nothing like Australia on ITV. Oh god, okay. But... I'm going to regret asking you this, but tell me more. No, I won't, I was just going to say that's it. Oh. Honestly, I, I really wasn't going to suffer you through that. Oh, right. Okay. Oh. I, wave of relief. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I have watched, and I'm not sure if you've seen it yet either, Netflix's most expensive film ever, 
Red Notice. I haven't. I've not heard very good things about it. Go on, go ahead, honest, Matt. So. Ask me, what did I think of it? What did you think of Red Notice? Crock of shit. I'm glad you asked. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Reinforcing what I'd already heard. <laughs> it's it's proof that no matter how much shit you throw at a wall, mm. not all of it will stick, but some of it will. But it's still not yeah. good. It's still shit. It's still shit on a wall. I was disappointed. I'm a big fan of Ryan Reynolds, and mm. uh, who doesn't like Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Indeed. Yeah. Gal Gadot. Fair enough. Whatever. Mm. She's you know, she's thrown in there too. Obviously, Wonder mm. Woman, pretty bloody good. But yeah. the story, I just didn't follow it. There were some really cool scenes that you can see where the money's gone. Yeah. Other other than the Rock's twenty million dollar signing fee, but mm-hmm. uh, it was just boring and predictable. Yeah. And there's a sequel apparently. Oh, ah. I think it's it, it's probably one of those cases where they've got this trio of stars together, and then it's like, oh right. Now what do we do with them? Yeah, here's you a spy, know. a spy, yes, spy heist film. Because mm. people like those. People like mm. Ryan Reynolds. That's Deadpool. Yeah, and and Dwayne the John Roxon. You know, exactly. he's, he's good in everything, isn't he? So, but like even um, him, like is he's love him or loathe him. He's he's a good actor. He's not mm, got this yeah, far yeah. being bad actor. But no, no, he's, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy watching his stuff. I think he's, he kind of he's. He has a type, and he plays that type very well, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. But he was really stiff in um, this film. Oh, right, okay. And that, I, I just thought, like, there was, no, there was no expression through his face, and he didn't even do his eyebrow raise. Oh, that's what we're all here for. Oh, I know, and I was, it, it was a waste of time. Right, that's, do you know, I think those are the worst ones. If a film's good, fantastic. If a film is, like, monumentally awful... You can at least get upset about that and and have a rant and kind of find the humour in how bad it is. But when I, I think when a film is just poor and mediocre, you, know, you become uh, really annoyed that you've just sank two and a half hours of yeah, and the marketing yeah. behind it was it's the biggest film they've ever done. They didn't mention how shit it was. No, but it's funny that isn't it? I could mark, those Weird, marketing yeah. people are going, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> But yeah, I I was disappointed. But there we are, moving on. Okay, well, moving on. Ridley Scott's been busy, isn't he? Oh, and, bless him um, for lots of different reasons. Bless him, he's a grumpy old bugger, and I love that. So he's was he eighty yet? Or is he late seventies? I, I think he's eighty now. You know, but he's he doesn't take any shit really, does he? No. When it comes to, I think he's you know he's 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 been there, he's done that. I think he's he's earned the right to give his opinion on most things in terms of film these days. Now, to a point, and I know where this is going, because, again, we we talk about these things, about what we're going to talk about, because otherwise it'd be Mm. even more incoherent than it already is. Yes. So I assume you're referring to his comments about The Last Duel and how it's not quite done as well as he would have wanted. Yes. And do we have a quote, Mark? I think it was, like I said, I think what it boils down to, what we've got today are the audiences who are brought up on these fucking cell phones. The millennial do not ever want to be taught anything unless you're told it on a cell phone. Now, number one, he's made a film about a really difficult subject matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two, sadly, I think I'm in the bracket of millennial. I'm not entirely certain, but I Mm -hmm. probably am. With that, 
comes the films that I was raised on. We're looking at Pixar. We're looking at Toy Story, those kinds of genre of film. And even then, we can push Ghostbusters and Back to the Future because that's what our parents were raised on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, the fact that The Last Duel wasn't a nice, bright, shiny film, you Mm. know, let's look at Marvel, just meant I didn't want to go see it. Boring. Yeah. 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 And it's a horrendous subject content. I I think a lot of it's down to that. I I think... I think ultimately, you know, I mean, the, the reviews were almost universally positive, right? It, it got some really good reviews. But, but from um, critics or audiences? Critics. It, it was it was very well reviewed. But I think ultimately where we are at the moment, and, and this is probably a subject we're going to get onto in a little while, but where we're at the moment is, is people are kind of coming back to the cinema and they want light-hearted, escapist fun, right? You're not wrong. They, they want Bond, they want Ghostbusters, they want the Marvel movies. You know, they don't want a two-plus-hour historical drama about sexual, a, a assault. Sexual, sexual assault, right? As good as it might be, as beautiful as it undoubtedly looks, because it's Ridley Scott, and as well-written and as well-acted and, and, and all this kind of thing, it's not what you would call light-hearted escapist fun. And I, I just think it... It was unfortunate that it was released when it was. We, it, and it's a shame. And from all accounts, Ridley Scott's more than happy with the marketing effort that Disney stroke Fox put into it. You know, he, he's not complaining that they didn't support the film or anything like that, you know. I just think it was badly timed. But in terms of blaming it on the millennials and their fucking cell phones, no, I don't think so. I don't think That's so. the bit I, I find unfair because, yeah. you know, maybe the generation below myself, you know, maybe because they were brought up on, re- you know, reading on an iPad for the first time mm-hmm. and get, get given a book and they don't know what to do with it. But, you know, I make my decisions based on the marketing I see because if he'd said, oh, they'll only, only, uh, so what was the quote again? Audiences that are brought up on these effing televisions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, probably. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. also how he makes his money. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't but have again, worked. I, you know, I think. A film grabs an audience or it doesn't, like, and his films will. So, you know, you you sit someone down in front of, you sit a millennial, quote-unquote millennial, down in front of Alien or Gladiator, you know, or, 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 or you know, Blade Runner or, you know, mm. any one of his other films, and they will be, or The Martian or whatever, and they will be more than entertained. They will sit through it because ultimately there's a certain type of film that people want to watch. And generally speaking, those escapist, not necessarily fantasy films, but those escapist films generally do better business than, than the the darker, more straightforward historical dramas. Quite right. And yeah, it, it, I, I just thought it was an, off, an offhand quote that yeah. resonated. And I thought, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sir Ridley. So I think yeah. you're, you're wrong there, sorry. I think in a, in a different year, he may well have had a bigger hit. We've just come off, uh, well, I say we've just come off, we're still within a pandemic, and mm. here's a film that you're going to see a sexual assault from four different points of view. Crack on. You know, Yeah. it's not a nice watch. No, no. It's not It's not your light-hearted popcorn movie. Having said that, having said that, it is now on Disney+. Plus. The Last so, Duel? Yep. Ooh, I'm still not going to watch As- it, Mark. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna because I'm a huge Ridley Scott fan. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, I, I am too. But it's more the he's upset my generation, man. 
Well, your generation is just a bunch of snowflakes. Big up the brothers. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're so woke. <laughs> so, I've, you know, it's on it's on Disney Plus now, so everyone can watch it in their own time. For free. Uh, you know, for free and, and make their own mind up, which I will certainly be doing. But he's keeping busy as well, isn't he? Because he's got another film out already. Yes. Uh, so that's House of Gucci. Do you know you got to buy one, get one free on Adam Driver? Yes. Have you seen that one? No. no Hang on, this neither. is a new feature. No, we haven't got there yet. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's, um, it's on the list because I'm a, I'm a big Lady Gaga fan who isn't. Me. Okay, well, you know, you're old. <laughs> Didn't realise that Ridley Scott did it in the first place. <laughs> oh, okay, right. I can hear you mumbling there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Adam Driver, it's got a good cast. It's got Jared Leto in it, I'll let it slide. Yeah. At least you can barely recognise him. That's that's a positive, I suppose. Exactly, but he's still going. Do you know what? I went method. I want an Oscar, please, mate. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's churning them out because then he's doing. He's got an, a one about Napoleon that he's doing next. Do you he's, think Adam Driver keep... will be in that? Probably. He'll probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where. Buy two, get one free. <laughs> I was, I was going to say he's probably going to play one of the horses, but <laughs> I'm sure he'll be in it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Andy Circus did an amazing thing for the chimpanzees, but I don't think uh, Adam Driver's going to be the horseman, is he? Where was I going with that? No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's got that one coming out. He's he's, he's working on the Alien TV series. He, he, he recently revealed the Blade Runner live-action TV series as well, but See, under development. I so. think he's done this very cleverly, because both The Last Duel and The House of, Gu- House of Gucci... Mm. Ha- hasn't done particular. I don't think the House of Gucci's done particularly well. It's getting a bit of slack from. Mm. No, it's, it's taking a lot of flack, sorry, from from the Gucci estate. So I do yeah. think he was getting all this bad press. And he was like, "Yeah, but you know, Alien that you really, really liked, and uh, obviously Blade Runner, which I'm also famous for. Well, that's going to come back in TV at some point. So he'll mm. thank me in a number of years' time. Mm. Maybe so. Maybe, Maybe it's just so. dilute the bad press. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think one of the things that... Because he, he had some comments about Marvel movies the other week as well, didn't he? And I think part yes. of this is is interviewers now will ask these questions because they know they'll get a pithy answer and it will snowball into headlines and, and then clickbait articles and all this kind of thing. You know, it's like it's like when Martin Scorsese was talking about Marvel movies a couple of years ago when The Irishman came out. And look how long that whole thing has dragged on for. Yeah, quite right. You're not wrong. You know, and it and it's like maybe it's intentional, maybe it isn't. But a question gets asked, it gets a pithy answer. Fanboys get upset, and and then it just drags on and on and on. So I, I think it's just going to be one of those. And he's one of those directors like Scorsese, right? Who's earned the right really to say what they like. You don't have to agree with it. I don't necessarily agree with it. No. He's he's probably my favourite living director or certainly top top two or three i don't agree with what he said but he's he's perfectly entitled at this stage in his career to say what he thinks because how many he's won countless oscars isn't he for his efforts i mean probably not as many as you would think but he's, but oh, okay. he's won oscars but, but looking at the movies he's, he's done let's have a look here one, two, well, three. You four, said gladiator he's, he's done obviously did i'm certainly not going to say terminator 2 because that was jim no. cameron <laughs> but he's he's done Alien, Blade Runner, Legend, you know, Black Rain, Thelma and Louise, fourteen ninety two, Gladiator, Hannibal, which I prefer to Silence of the Lambs personally, Black Hawk Down, which is an incredible film, uh, Kingdom of Heaven. The theatrical cut is a bit crap, but the director's cut is phenomenal, just a phenomenal film. American Gangster, which is 
just brilliant. Denzel Washington, you know, Robin Hood is a piece of you know, crap, but there you go. Uh, Wait, was that the Robin Hood that came out with Russell Crowe? Oh, I'm thinking. Of, what film am I thinking of? Yobin Griffith, King Arthur. Mm, okay. No, no, cut that no, nonsense. No, no. <laughs> so you know, and then obviously Prometheus and Alien Covenant, The Martian, all the money in the world was quite good. So, so had you know, its challenges. So fair it did. To him and, there. and he and he kind of turned that around in record time yeah, in terms yeah. of fixing that. That. So you know, is he, the good far far outweighs the bad? So okay, that's Ridley Scott. That's Ridley Scott. That's enough for a lifetime i think yeah i reckon i reckon until 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 it's announced he's directing the next avengers film oh, no do you know what the best Can, the, do you know what the next the next best marvel director would be and it would be the funniest thing ever you would never do on. it because he would turn in his grave even though he's not in one yet scorsese doing a marvel film would be hilarious i think if scorsese did a marvel film and, and kevin feige was feeling particularly flush with cash and said to scorsese all right Smart ass. <laughs> Here's two hundred million. See how you do make, it. Make us a film. Show us how you do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the way that Marvel are kind of branching out and and going all in on the kind of multiverse and and weirdness, it <laughs> you could kind of see them almost doing that. You know, I would love to see a four-hour sort of like a period drama maybe I say period drama but like I could see Scorsese doing a really good like Agent Carter film yeah really spy yeah. and sleuthy like yeah like a kind of yeah like a 40s 50s kind of yeah. noir kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah I, I think and we've gone off on a tangent here and, and maybe not maybe not Scorsese but I, I think that they could do that kind of thing they could certainly do it in terms of like on Disney Plus you know where they kind of Get a, get a big name director, and they can almost. I wouldn't even say it's a risk anymore. You know, no, they can no. just get a big name director, give them a character who's maybe not that well known, and go right. Here's a character from from Marvel. These, you know, we want as long as you cover these three points to tie it into the rest of the universe. Go wild, mm. do what you want with it. Six episodes, off you go. And, you know, I could see them maybe doing that within the next couple of years. That wouldn't surprise me if they did that, because what they don't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. And there are, you know, they're getting these criticisms of, like, it's just this movie factory turning out the same kind of film every time. So if Kevin Feige could go, all right, I'll show them. Let, I'll, if they want different, I'll give them different. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Okay, it's almost time for our uh, quiz. But before then, the latest instalment of our regular feature, Has Dan Seen Die Hard Yet? So, Dan, drumroll please, have you seen Die Hard yet? Um, no. It's Dan versus Mark. It's Dan versus Mark. Okie dokie. Yeah. Right. Time for our quiz. And again, this time round, we are going with movie poster taglines. Yes. So, who is going first this time? I I won last time. Mm-hmm. So, I'll let you decide, because I'm generous. Oh, thank you very much. I'll, okay, I'll go first this time. My first one. <clears throat> Trapped in time, surrounded by evil, low on gas. 
Is it a Sam Raimi film? It is. Obviously, it's starring Bruce Campbell. It is. Uh, it's got to be Ash versus Evil. No, that's the series. That's the series. It's one of the Evil Dead films, but I couldn't tell you which one. It's the third one. Ah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got that. So okay, cool. No worries. No worries. Right, you go. His story will touch you, even though he can't. Jimmy Savile, the Golden Years. <laughs> oh no! Oh, now then, now, oh, now then, now then. You, you, you're making it sound like I've made this one up completely. Oh, his story will touch you. Uh, something creepy. His story will touch you. <laughs> it's it's really bad. Now I'm reading it again. Uh, yeah. Do you know? I do. I have seen this. All right. You can't have a point because you just can't. It's gone way too long. I'll give you a clue, and if you can get it, you can have my yeah, respect. Yeah. Go on. Go on. It's a Tim go Burton on. film. Oh, he said with his hands. Yeah, well done, well done. No, that's fine. Okay. Where all the other bonds end, this one begins. Bonds as in B-O-N-D? Yes. Thank you. There's a pretty big clue there in terms of what series it is. Well, I I, don't know. I mean, it's not the latest one. No. So, I'm going to go Casino Royale. No. No idea then. Moonraker. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to make it up. Oh, like that dirty, touchy one. I actually looked for one of the Bonds last week and I couldn't see a tagline, so I thought, you know, I can't not, not many of them seem to have them. No. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Go on, here's your second. On the air and unaware. Oh, right, okay. One of us has got to score something this week. Otherwise. I, I... Oh, God, I do know this one. Is it Anchorman? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Well, you're wrong. It is <sighs> The Truman Show. Oh, shit, yes. <sighs> I'm sorry. You will be. Okay. Let the magic begin. I know what I'm thinking of straight away. Is it Magic Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Why was that the first one you thought of? Because it's in the title? No. Oh, that was a bit of a flippant response there for myself, but I'll I'll suffer the consequences. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, really? Might have got that annoyingly. Yep. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Magic Mike. Right. I can't take this one seriously. I have to go from that. Who will survive and what will be left of them? Oh, bloody hell. I can, you're going to have to give us a clue. I don't really know of a clue for this one. It's... Okay, you can have... I mean, if I... If I gave you the genre, I think it, you'll walk it. So maybe I'll go, it's it's a 1970s film. Body Snatchers. Oh, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, oh okay, yeah, alright. Oh, you were so confident with that one as well, then. I thought it was something like that. And then you said 70s, and obviously there's a famous 70s version. But, okay, fair enough. Right. Five total strangers team up for the perfect crime. They don't know each other's name, but they've got each other's number. I'll just go straight for a clue, please. A debut movie. Oh, for for friggin' who? Well, 
The director. I mean, that might just give it away. Yeah, the director's debut movie. Five. Got each other's number. I can't. I can't really work out what that relates to. None of the Ocean's films because there's eleven of them famously. I have, I can't have the point because I don't know the name of it. But is it is it got Matthew Broderick in it? No, that's not the one with Ben Stiller in that as well. It, it's same film. I think it's it's quite modern with that. Not a clue. The Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. I'm surprised it wasn't just it, the tagline wasn't just the nth film by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> It's not the kind of tagline that trips off the tongue. I'll give you that one. It's a no. bit of a mouthful. Okay. Well, this this is go. going horrendously bad. It isn't it just, yeah. At least it's not just me this week. Okay, number <laughs> four. The Great Adventure, The Great Entertainment. The Great Adventure, The Great Entertainment. Yes, with exclamation points at each of those statements. Oh, I can imagine. Go on, I have to have another clue. Do you want easy or do you want uh, slightly harder? We'll go slightly harder. Okay. It <laughs> slightly harder. Okay. It's set in the past. Go on. I don't know. So the easy clue. Yeah. <laughs> do 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 do. Is that the Great Escape? <laughs> Meant to be. Wow. That was important. Okay. The Great Adventure, the Great Entertainment, the Great Escape. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'll be on at Christmas. Don't worry. Yep. <laughs> right, my last one. Oh, I just, I just want one. Hang on. Pardon? Hang on. Is that the quote? Yep. Have you, have you taken like an alternative tagline from a film we keep talking about? Nope. Okay, so it's not Die Hard. No. Ah, I'll take a clue, please. Do you want? <laughs> do you want? A, do you want an easy clue <laughs> or a less easy clue? I'll have an easy clue because we've only got one between us now as in like we've got one quote each or one tagline each I should say and we well, got, yeah I, I thought I, I thought I'd change tack this week alright so it's <laughs> obviously it's not it's not die hard right die hard on a mountain oh my Jesus wept is it is it still a Bruce Willis film nope oh fucking hell escape from which mountain I don't care <laughs> I don't care cliffhanger Oh, fuck off. Right, your last one, and we move on. <laughs> Nothing on earth can come between them. Yeah. Again, this is one I feel like I've... We're so bad at this. We are, aren't we? Jesus. Nothing on earth. Give me a clue. I'll give you a nice easy one, just so uh, at least one of us can still have a job on this podcast. Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to go with selfish cow as my clue. Selfish cow. No. They could on. have both fitted on the door. Oh God! Titanic. I saw. I saw. I was like, oh, I'll go for an epic for my last one. A nice epic film. Nothing on earth I, I can come between them. I was like, really? That that doesn't sound Titanic at all, does it? No, they they should have just said it's bloody Look cold in the their iceberg. waters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So a Don't good spoil the ending. <laughs> I remember, oh, my nan, bless her. I remember my mum saying to her, oh, Titanic's on this weekend. Oh, yeah, I know how it ends, though. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> True story, that. Anyway, uh, okay, not, well, not, we, not we all around. Fucking terribly on what that. an absolute delightful part of the podcast. And if you got points, then congratulations. Yeah, yeah, that didn't get 
This isn't that. This section isn't getting tired at all, is it? You know how like Radio Two does Pop Master, which I've discovered recently, even though it's been going probably since I was born. Oh yeah. I get a few on that, and I get quite proud of myself. This one, mm. I'm just appalled. <laughs> I even get some right on University Challenge. Jesus wept. You didn't tell me I went know, to Cambridge. Right? <laughs> but no, this is just awful. It's getting worse. Maybe we, we, we shake to, things up next week. We may need to think of some serious change, <laughs> format changes next week. Okay, so... Roll the jingle for the next bit, I say. Yes, go for it. It's time for Topic or Topics of the Week. Cinemas and the culture of going to said thing. Yes. So, I think, because we were recently talking, weren't we, about kind of the cinemas reopening and, and all these delayed films now being released. And I think people are now getting back into the swing of things in, in terms of going to the cinema. But obviously, even without what's been going on over the last year or so, it's changed a huge amount over the years. Massively. It's, yeah. in, even in, you know, the last, well, I don't know, 20, 30 years or so. I mean, one, yeah. you used to be able to smoke yeah. in cinemas. Ah, yeah. Anymore. But, you know, let's go back to a time pre-COVID, you know, pre-pandemic where mm-hmm. life was good, mm-hmm. right? The last Harry Potter had just come out. You were quite excited to see the end of the franchise. You'd go with your mates. It'd be packed. Probably a time before Netflix even existed. God forbid. Mm. Mm-hmm. They were still... What were they back then? Love Film? Well, no. Love Film was the British company that did the same as what Netflix did at the time. Uh-huh. Which was where you could get your DVDs through the post. I'll take that as a win. I was sort of right. Yeah. <laughs> and but yeah. that's right. You, you, yeah. the, 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 the streaming services... Were not were a thing. Pretty much non-existent. Yeah. And then we'll yeah. move forward a few years. You know, Marvel becomes this behemoth of a studio, mm. and the next best Marvel film is coming out year after year after year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the world went a bit crap, and then what would be the first film that I went to go back to see in the cinema? Spiral from the Book <laughs> of Saw. <laughs> Uh, and how was that? Well, you know, if you've read the Culture Trumpet website or been on the Steelbook Blu-ray website, my review is there. It yeah. was okay. Mm-hmm. But was it worth going back to the cinema for and risking my health? Probably not. But that was the first film I saw post-COVID. What was yours, Mark? I think we spoke about it recently. I think the first one I saw was, yeah, was Peter Rabbit 2. Classic. Um, it's a classic. 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 Quickly followed by a, a Quiet Place too, which was much more my my kind of thing. But like, I wasn't I, a huge... Like, I wouldn't go to the cinema every week as an adult. When I was a kid, it was a great part of my childhood going to the cinema. Oh, yeah. Most most weekends with my, my grandfather. Yeah. And where I'm from, my village had a cinema that's now flats, and that's sad. So the culture of that has mm. changed from mm. local theatres into just these multiplexes. But again, we'll come on mm-hmm. to that in a sec. Set in the scene. Set mm. in the scene. Storytellers. Sponsor us, damn it. But you know, we're in a world now where the, all these the films have been delayed and delayed and delayed. So yeah. going to see Spyro was quite exciting because I hadn't seen a big film for a while. Mm. Not great. Films then started to get delayed again because again, COVID still around, mm-hmm. wasn't playing ball. And then we had James Bond come out. Mm. Better. Much better than seeing Spyro. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then another film, which we've talked about extensively on this podcast, Halloween came out. Mm-hmm. Now, this was when I noticed the biggest change in culture and going to the cinema of recent years. Mainly because everybody seemed to be on their phone. I say everybody, 
five or six people were on the phone in the theatre of about 60. Yeah. It makes a massive difference to the experience when you see a little light go off. And some people even had the sound on, and that was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the next thing I saw was Shang-Chi, and they were just kids in there causing havoc. Yeah. Shouting, throwing shit, laughing at stuff that just wasn't funny, like in real serious parts. Mm. And you know, three or four people got up and just told them where to go. Yeah. Now I, you know, I think back to me as a youth, and you think you would never do that in a cinema. No, no. So the, my my sort of first post COVID cinema experiences have been shocking, and it's really, really, really put me off going. Mm. And my theory is that we are now a generation of, or we are a world of things are on demand when I want them, anytime. Yes. If the brand new blockbuster film, take Red Notice as an example, is on. It's a bit crap. You can whap out your phone and look on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. You don't do that in the cinema. You can't do that in the cinema. And people are forgetting no. that. No. No, I think you're right. One of the fun things, without a doubt, of like, you know, cinemas being closed, kind of COVID, were these Twitter watch alongs, which a lot of the directors would do, you know, with their film. And everyone could kind of press play at the same time, watch along, the director would answer questions on Twitter and, and all that kind of thing. So there's like an interactive experience of watching the film with the filmmakers. But you're right, you've then got this kind of inbuilt thing of like, oh, I've got a, there's a comment I've got about this thing that I'm watching or I'm a bit bored with it or whatever, so I'll just have a look on my phone and for five minutes and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's fine at home when it's just you and maybe a couple of other people, but not in a cinema, not in a cinema, especially when other, you know, not, it's not only you've paid to go in there, but other people have paid and they're there for a night out. And this, to... this ties quite nicely into one of the notes we made, which was the cost of the damn thing these days. Oh, yeah. It now, is atrocious. It's probably not as exponential as from when you were a young man, but, you know, I do remember a time, and I might be, I say I'm, I remember a time, I'm sure this was right. One ticket used to be, what, 15 quid? Mm. Am I making that up, or has, and has it come down since um, then? Or there, there was a couple of years ago, certainly if you wanted like the deluxe fancy seats or the big quote-unquote IMAX screen, or the, you know, the X Plus or, or oh God, i There's about four or five different bloody screens these days. Yeah, but they're basically just bigger than normal, right? The, those on the recliners and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Some of those tickets with a premium would be maybe up to 15 quid. One thing I have noticed is is cinemas now, obviously in trying to get people back, certainly have certain days where it's cheaper, certain times where it's cheaper. Obviously, if you want to pay for the monthly membership card and it's like £15 a month, but go and see as many films as you like. But from uh, what the, I remember, the, it used to be you know four or £5 a film maybe back in the yeah. day. And oh, then yeah, I remember yeah. it rising and rising to about twelve, fifteen pound when yeah. you know View were trying to beat Odeon and Cineworld, and yeah, uh, you know, then the price sort of like leveled out. But then there was a cinema that opened in our city, and it was for about four pound fifty a ticket. And then all since then, I just remember all the prices coming back down because they had to compete. Yeah, it takes it, it takes one of them to do that though, and it can be a bit of a gamble because you would. I guess you, your your gamble is that what you don't make on the individual ticket is covered by the increased numbers of people coming to that cinema. But also the uh, concessions that cost. And it's the a concessions. Mortgage. 
where they make their money because the, the the majority of the ticket price goes back to the studio at least for the first few weeks i think it's on like a sliding scale where when the film first comes out the studio get the, the vast majority of that ticket price and then as the film's out for longer and longer the studio gets less and the, the cinemas get more but obviously the attendance is going down as well yeah it's so the so the proportion per ticket the cinemas might get more but because the number of people going are dropping, they don't actually end up getting more, mm. if you know what I mean. And with um, the, the world of pandemic introduced this new concept of simultaneous releasing. Yes. So, as we've had with Disney, when they put you know the, Black Widow and a couple of the other Disney movies on at the same time as in the cinemas, and you could either go, you know, for a, for a family of four, it might you know it could cost 50 or 60 quid easily to go to the cinema to watch one film or you can pay 20 quid and watch it at home that's pretty difficult to compete with for a cinema really especially especially when... with the amount of content that you can get for that price oh absolutely, um, absolutely. but you know I, correct me if i'm wrong here was black widow premier access or was that it was yeah yeah sure. black widow was yeah yeah but, so the know, same day as the cinema release that's right so you could pay yeah, 20 quid for a one off yeah Okay. And then you've got it. Watch yeah. it as many times as you like. Or you could pay £15 for one person, 30 quid, 40 quid for two or three Watch people. it for the one off and off you go. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's that that's changed things. And again, the, the way, as well as the streaming services and, and everything they offer, and obviously they offer back catalogues of, of well known films and, you know, family favourites. But as, you know, we were just talking about Red Notice, they're making so much of their own content. Or if they're not making their own content, they're buying ready-made films. You know, the UK release of Green Knight was was delayed. And in the end, Amazon Prime bought it. So now if you're a Prime subscriber, you can watch this brand new film, The Green Knight, on Amazon Prime. This, uh, this sort of culture of the streaming, the next big blockbuster. Again, we've mentioned mm. him. This this might as well just be called episode five slag slag of Scorsese, but <laughs> he, I believe, again, I don't fact check these things before coming into it. I'm sure that at one point he slagged off the whole streaming thing, and someone went, "But isn't the Irishman on Netflix?" Yeah, I think with him, I think there's a couple of things going on with, and this isn't necessarily to defend him particularly, but I think this is one of the things where the one of the things where the streamers can get these big-name directors, like Scorsese, is I think The Irishman is a film that he was trying to make for quite a while. And basically, he couldn't get a studio to stump up the cash because the subject matter, how long it would be, the special effects work involved, it would be an expensive film and not one that was necessarily going to make its money back at the box office, right? Whereas a company like Netflix, it's worth their while giving him $200 million because one, they can go, look, we've got a prestige filmmaker, one of the best filmmakers in the world wants to work with us. Okay. So just for bragging rights, it's worth it for Netflix. Then they've got, you know, if you want to see the latest Scorsese movie, get Netflix. So there's that in terms of bringing new customers in. Well, I, f- I found the quote. Okay. Go on. So, of course, it was a Netflix, I say Netflix exclusive, it was made for Netflix, mm. and therefore going to be streamed on any device you could install Netflix. 
Yeah. He's a classic legend of cinema. Mm-hmm. So he quoted, and I quote, If you ever want to see one of my pictures, or most films, please, please don't look at it on a phone. Please. Mm-hmm. An iPad. A big iPad, maybe. Mm. So yeah, he knowingly made a film for a, a studio that is famous, uh, available on anything. Yeah, and then went. Yeah, but, but if you're gonna watch it, please make sure you watch it properly. And I, I guess I I get that. But again, it yeah. just it just tickles me that yeah. But people do watch Netflix on their phones, which I don't. They, they but... do, they do. But interestingly, as well, one of the things that Scorsese got, and I think a couple of other filmmakers have had this as well, with their deals with with Amazon and, and Apple TV and, and Netflix is as part of the deal. He insisted that the Irishman get a cinema release, which I think was a three-week period before it Some, came to Netflix. Something like that, yeah. So, again, that's the trade-off and that that can be made. It's like, okay, on the one hand, it's going to go. My film is going to go to streaming, but on the other hand, I can insist on a, even a short theatrical window. But I get to make the film. And it might be my only chance to make this film. So therefore, I'll, I'll suck it up years. and deal with the distribution yeah. as it needs to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you look at someone like Zack Snyder, who obviously went through a lot of grief, you know, with with Justice League and and all that kind of thing. Netflix come along and basically give him a bl- give him a blank check and say, make whatever you want to make. You know, no, no interference. I think that's one of the things. It's some of the. It's one of the things that they often get criticised about with their films, with Netflix, is like this quality control, and again, going back to Red Notice, right, this kind of quality control, of they're churning out so many, there are very few really, really good ones. You're quite right. The rest are average or just not very good, but imagine as a filmmaker, you're given this money and very little if not zero interference, because they, not that they don't care what the quality is like, but, you know, they, they just want, they want new content, they want new films, they want new TV shows that, that are exclusive to them, and they're willing to give the creators just the freedom to go off and do it. They want to be yeah. seen. I, th- I think they really pitch themselves, quote-unquote studio, but as, as a, a filmmaker's studio. Mm, I like that. Where, I like that. Where, where come to us, Scorsese came to us, and we let him make the film he made. We a good studio. Yeah, yeah. We put it in the cinema for him, and we gave him the money, and we got the the stars, and it's five hours long or whatever <laughs> it might be. But this 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 ties in nicely to the whole home cinema thing experience yeah. because we spoke about it on previous episode about Zack Snyder Snyder Cut. Oh, mm. the Justice League Snyder Cut. And yeah. yeah, I paused it, I made my dinner, and then I watched the second two hours. Yeah. The Irishman, again, four-hour film. Yeah. It's good to just break it up, but home cinema has started to become affordable. Yes. Even yeah, on I the mean... most basic, basic level of a Blu-ray player and a good HD yeah. television. Yeah, you, you can pick up a Blu-ray player for, for less than 50 quid. You can go into Asda and get a 50-inch TV for three or four hundred pounds. Now, it might not be a very good one in the grand scheme of things, but for visual impact in the average living room, 
it's going to look fantastic, right? And again, it's like, even if you don't have a disc player, that TV will have the apps built in for Netflix, for Amazon and, and Disney Plus, etc. So you can, you've got instant access to all these movies. You can get various options for, for surround sound, whether it's a, a basic sound bar, whether it's a full, complete, separate kit. Again, to fit most budgets, starting from a couple of hundred pounds up to, you know, limitless really thousands of pounds and going back 20 30 years i remember when i first started collecting movies like properly and watching them and and all this and i got my big screen tv as advertised was a 25 inch tv bloody hell right my monitor's about that size (laughs) yeah well my my yeah yeah exactly mine's bigger than that all right calm down (laughs) (laughs) but but that's it it's like the definition of like the the impact of watching a film at home 20 years ago it just wasn't there no right but now you can get 40 50 65 80 100 inch tv right just just name your budget and you can get it whatever kind of surround sound system you want discs streaming etc it's just that that just wasn't an option 20 years ago you had no option but to go to but the to cinema. go to the cinema and, and pay the money to, and, and also with the, pay the money like you say with the you, know, you talk about your the advertising the advertising of the the wide big screen television hmm. also you know VCR players back then were a a high ticket item to have in a home mm-hmm. you know, it's like mm-hmm. a pineapple people would rent them off people oh yeah yeah um, and 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 as a kind of in terms of viewing films at home like now we're talking like now we're talking some films get released on the same day right you can yeah. stream it or you can go to the cinema at the same on the same day with disney now they're going down to this 45 day-ish release window right so we know that late december early january the Eternals is going to be on Disney Plus, right? We're, we're only having to wait a, a couple of months for, for some of these big movies. Whereas I, I, I remember back in my day, you know, <laughs> a movie would come out in the cinema and then six months, nine months later, it would be available on rental VHS from your blockbusters or, or independents. Then maybe a few months after that, you'd be able to buy the X rental tapes, but they'd be like 50 or 60 quid. Since the cinema release, it might be 18 months or two years before you could actually get the tape on what was called sell-through, which is like your 10 or 11 pound VHS in HMV or whatever. So the, these, like the huge, first you've had the film would come out in the cinema, and it would it would play for longer, and it'd often come back for repeat screenings, right? Yeah, yeah. Then 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 maybe up to a year later, it'd then go on to rental. Then you'd have this long rental window of maybe up to another year. So yeah, you could be waiting a couple of years before you had a reasonably priced, legitimate. Obviously, there was piracy, but legitimate. VHS copy of your favourite movie whereas now you could watch it digitally the same day it's in the cinema you can buy it on a disc two or three months later you know No Time to Die was released when was it? October? In Something the like that and it's out before Christmas on disc Now I don't do this very often on the podcast but mm. you, know, you say back in my day actually mm. that, that wasn't that long ago that was also I remember that so it couldn't mm. have been you know 
40 odd years ago. Um, no, no. I mean, I mean, let's say DVD was launched in 97, right? Mm-hmm. So within that was in the, in Japan. I think 98 in in the UK. So, but within five or six years of that, VHS was essentially gone. Yeah, but I, I remember I remember the going to the blockbuster. And, yeah, you know, the yeah. smell of smell of popcorn, the sticky sticky carpets. <laughs> yeah, but was that blockbuster with DVDs or VHS? VHS is my friend. All oh, right, okay, okay. I remember that. I and then obviously yeah. I remember the DVDs coming, but yeah, I remember mm. renting VHSs from Blockbuster. It was mm-hmm. uh, used to be a nice part of the weekend. You know, you'd go yes, down, absolutely. have it for the weekend, take it back. But so the whole thing's changed. The thing that yeah, <clears throat> and the thing that is sticking in my head since we've been talking about this is always the advert. When you go to the theatre, you sit down, you're ready to go, the lights come out, and big booming voice comes on going, you can't get the cinema experience anywhere else, or something mm. of the like. Mm. No, mm. quite right. Because if I watch a film at home, it's just me, my other half, I know f***ing kids pissing me off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's not the positive they think it might be Not anymore. Sometimes. Not no. anymore. No, no and absolutely. I don't, and I don't know if that's the note to end on, to be quite honest. We've talked a lot. Again, this can be cut out if it's shit. <laughs> but that that's that could be the point to end on, that going to the cinema isn't what it used to be. It isn't, no. And I think on a on a positive note, right? Oh, don't are, don't don't start getting all positive on us now. No, I think as as we've said before, right, there there are some films that just need to be seen on the big screen, either because of the visual impact or that kind of group experience of watching a film right whether it's a comedies work best in a crowded cinema because the laughs feed the laughs right horror films work best in a crowded cinema absolutely because 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 the tension everyone is tense and you sense everyone's tension and the jumps feed the jumps okay so there are certain films that just work with a crowd and are preferably seen at least for the first time in a cinema with other people. But watching a film at home is now a much better experience than it used to be. Visually, on an, on an audio level, on a big screen, sharp picture, HDR, 4K, all of that kind of thing. And without the knobheads Cause chatting away. You're quite right. And yeah. my Ghostbusters experience a few weeks ago was, was joyous. Uh, we went slightly later. Yeah. Little children had gone to bed. Although yes. there was like a nine-year-old watching, which I thought was a bit mad, with mm. his dad, and his dad just buggered off for about 20 minutes. It was really strange. Anyway, right, I digress. Okay. Look at her going, is he on his own? Like, anyway, it was good. They weren't, yeah. muck, this wasn't people mucking about, there weren't phones, people were just there to enjoy themselves, and that's what I remembered <laughs> about the cinema. That was the magic of the cinema. Yeah. And I have to say, I have put off watching The Eternals. And waiting for it to come to disc because I've collected the MCU. I'm obviously going to collect the Eternals. Mm. I have sort of resided to the fact that I will happily wait for it and watch it at home, and I'll enjoy it at home. Yeah, and that that yeah. that honestly makes me sad. I've seen most Marvel films in the cinema, and that might be the first. I've booked tickets for Spider Man. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, but and it it is yeah. sad because you, you you're right. I think the the experience is not as good as it used to be, and this is without without COVID. I mean, the dickheads have always been there, but and the costs have been creeping up. If if I would go a lot more if it wasn't so expensive and if I knew that I could watch it without the constant chatter of phone screens in the corner of my eye. Exactly. And I think cinemas, what can they do? They could enforce rules more. 
you know, like like you like you said, they've sometimes it's down to the other customers. It's always to, down. The general public you know, are a bunch of yeah. bastards. Let's face yeah. it. They, we we, we yeah. are as as a as a as a nation. I'm not going to say that. As, no, let's not do that. <laughs> but just as as a group of people, we are more. I can do what I want. Yeah, I've paid my ticket. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do what I want. It's like the drunk person at a gig who pushes into everyone. Well, I've paid my money to be here, but there mm. we are. There mm. we are. Cinema has changed. It's interesting to see what other people might think as well. Yes, indeed. Well, on that note, we'll probably wrap up. We've we've waffled a lot. As always, comments welcome on the socials um, at Steelbook Blu-ray. You'll you can follow us there. Email podcast at culturetrumpet dot com. As always. We've got the Patreon. If you want to be the first one to chip in, the 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 offer from last time is still there. The the first person who chips in gets to suggest our next subject to talk about in depth. Because we will run out of subjects that we want to talk we will. about. We, we've got a list. It's slowly getting ticked off, and we also have a survey again, which is still running. If you want to leave any feedback, please do. And I think that that probably covers it, doesn't it? I think we've we've gone on enough. Probably. I mean, let's let's look ahead to what's coming up in the next oh, I know month because this is this this episode is going to be in December. So coming up, we've got the new Matrix, we've got Spider Man, yes. No Way Home. Yep. Book the yep. tickets! I'm so excited. I'm going on release day. I'm so excited. <laughs> and there's other films I can't remember. Yeah, there's. The Matrix one is odd. I mean, I've I've seen a couple of the trailers. Oh, I've opened a can of worms here. For in, in closing, what have I done? In closing, I enjoy the original trilogy. I think I prefer the second film to the first. I think the third one is a bit of a mess, but at, at least it finishes the story. I I just don't see what else there is to do with the Matrix film. Obvious, isn't it? Reboot it with the same actors, but not some of the others, and see where it goes. Yeah, but where is it going to go? I will find what, out. Do, am I, am late December. Where it goes? Well, I, I, am, I am. I am. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's it for us, then, yeah. I guess. That's it. I think. Yeah. Well, Cheerio. If, no, if nobody tells us, don't don't come back. We, we will. No, we'll, we'll see you we'll next time. Going. We'll keep going. Bye. Even, to, to be fair, to be fair, even if people do tell us to stop, we'll probably just still keep going out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm like. I'm like that. I like that. So. Awesome. Yeah. Next time. Call you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.